as believers, as Christians, those who are naming the name of Jesus, bearing the name of Jesus, those who have accepted Jesus as Lord, we have a responsibility, a spiritual, a moral responsibility to live upright in a world full of darkness. Let me say it again. And if I'm talking to Christians, respond to me. As believers, we have a moral and spiritual responsibility, Brother Tillery, to live upright, period. But more so in a world that's full of darkness, whereby those who are living in darkness, we want to walk into the light, want to come on the Lord's side. And, and just let me say this, um, as Christians, when you say or uh, when you give your lives to Jesus, it's more than just coming to church on Sunday. It's, it's, it's more than, you know, getting up, praying, but it's about living a life upright before the Lord. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in a sense of flawless, being flawless, but it means that I have a responsibility again as one bearing the name of Jesus to represent God in the earth. Oh, man. Hung out late last night. You good? Amen. So, uh, so as a Christian, we have a moral responsibility to walk and spiritual to walk upright. Let me show you this. Let's look at this. I'm sorry. Matthew 5, 15 and 16. We'll go there later. Matthew 5. New Living Translation. <clears throat> Do you guys see this? No one likes a lamp. Everyone reading out loud. No one likes a lamp and then put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, now, let, let's look at this. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father, you can uh, put the God's Word translation back up there. So let your, what, good deeds, now let's look at it here. Uh, no one likes a lamp, everyone reading, puts it under a basket. Instead, everyone who lights a lamp puts it on a light stand. Then it's light shine on everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine whole. So let your light shine, what, in front of people. So that tells me there's a certain way that I should walk among people. And my light, Brother Frederick, should shine. So, and when that light shines, people are going to glorify God. <laughs> what, what do you mean? People are going to want to be converted. So that's a good nugget. Now, write this down. The systems or the system, talking about the world system. The world's way of doing things does not set the standard as to how the believer should live. So, in other words, I can't look at the world as a way to pattern my lifestyle after. <laughs> ah. I cannot look at the world, Sister Gilliam, as a pattern, as a guide. As a way to govern my life. And that's important to know because you have to remember before those of us received Jesus, we were 
cultured in the world system. We, we were uh, institutionalized, if you will, by the world's way of doing things. And if we're not conscious of that, when we receive Jesus, we will still operate as we did in the world system. Are you here? Now, despite uh, popular opinion, you know, we all don't think the same way. No, we don't. Uh, and, and let me say this. Uh, and everybody's growing. Everybody's maturing, especially those who believe we should be in a constant state of spiritual maturity. Uh, even when you see preachers on TV, uh, you have to know the word. <laughs> because sometimes if you're not uh, deeply rooted and grounded, when the light shine on you, you know, you can forget your way. That's why it's important to stay deeply grounded, rooted in this word. So when the light shine, people can see that light shining, whereby I want that God that you serve. Not me still acting carnal. Oh, boy, this is just a nugget. This is just a nugget. Are you here? So we don't look to the world as a way to pattern our lifestyles after. Now, on last week, and let me say this. Being a Christian is not hard. What God has given us, it's not burdensome. You know what makes things burdensome is when we try to play the field or straddle the fence. That's what makes it turbulent. I think it's uh, uh, 1 John uh, 5 and 3. Let me get that. It's not hard. You, you, most people, when it's hard, system came. Most people just haven't made up their mind. They still, you know, I still want to. Now, still want to. You just haven't made up your mind. The love of God means that we obey His command, commandments. Now, <clears throat> talking about His word, His oracles, things that He has declared throughout His word. Right now, in other words, if I really love God, then I'm going to do my best to walk accordingly. Obeying His commandments is it isn't difficult. I think the King James said, King James said, it's not burdensome. Most people just have not made up their minds. And let me say this. Now you can go back to uh, Matthew 6, 22, 23. Can I say this? You can't or cannot change what you cannot see. You cannot change what you cannot see. In other words, if I can't see that there should be a a difference once I'm on the Lord's side I will not change the way that I'm living in other words if my eyesight is poor everything else is going to be flawed your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body when your eyes good in other words when your perception is right everything else is right now, there should be a difference between the believer and non-believer. And ask yourselves this, what's the use of being saved if I can still do all those things that contradict the, the, the word, if I can still act this way, still talk ugly, still rip and run the street, still do this and that? What's the difference of being saved? Because it's more than just showing up on Sunday. It's more than coming to Bible class. It's more than uh, coming to uh, a Sunday school and, and doing vocational Bible school. No, being a Christian is much more than that. 
But if I don't understand that, it's not going to be a difference. Again, I said last week, it's not a whole lot of new conversion in the body of Christ. What's happening, Pastor? Most people just swapping churches. Disgruntled. And, and watch this. And some are swapping because uh, uh, Timothy, when uh, Apostle was encouraging young Timothy, he said, now listen, the time is coming when people will not endure are going to want to are, are, are going to want to endure sound. This is in a, a, a second Timothy chapter four. They're not going to want to endure sound doctrine. In other words, they're not going to have a stomach for the truth. They're going to they're going to heap up teachers who tell them if you want 20 wives at one time, you can have it. If you want to marry this and this and this and do that and do you can do it. And let me tell you something. There's somebody somewhere with the Bible justifying foolery. Why? Because he said the time's going to come. In other words, be, because, okay, watch this. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound, wholesome teaching. They will follow what? That, see, there go that flesh again I talked about last week. Some of you got upset. They will follow their own desires and will look for what? Teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears, itching ears want to hear. So if, if, if somebody who wants to live an alternative lifestyle, there's somebody using the Bible saying, well, let me tell you, it's okay. You can say amen. If there's somebody who want to participate in bestiality, there's someone using the Bible saying, it's okay. If there's someone saying, hey, we want to swing, there's somebody using the Bible somewhere saying it's okay to swing as couples. Wow. Are you here? They will reject truth and chase after myths. And guess what? We are in that time. So there should be a difference. Now go back to Matthew 6, 23. Now, I got a lot of verses, man. I need to get these to you. Okay. But when your eyes are bad, everyone reading. But when your eyes are bad. See, hold on. Let me, first, let me say this. Now, earlier you, you did confession. Lord, open the eyes of my heart that I may see you more clearly. This is truth, guys. So, listen. If you're not there yet, Lord, thank you. I'm growing. We're all pursuing spiritual perfection. So, so don't look at this, oh, man, Dad, I acted, you know, I did some strange things last night. Did something strange for a piece of change. Well, 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 watch this. Today is a new day. To Just say, self, today is a new day. And what I did last night, that thing that contradicted the way of how believers should live, it will not happen again. Boy. Come on, let's read. So, but when your eyes bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. Keep reading. Do you see that? So if my perception is, if I could think, if I just think being saved is just about giving my life to Jesus and continue to live the way I used to live, your perception is flawed. And I said last week, people, we should be living in such a way that anybody that comes near you want to know, what is it about you? 
you don't, and see, here's the problem. When we don't understand that as Christians, people say things like, everybody hypocrite. Ain't no, what's the use being say? That stuff ain't real. That man ain't real. Why he's still doing, she's still, but you, you know, see, that's the problem. We're following the wrong examples. That's why if I know who to follow, I will know how to follow. Y'all missed that. If I know who to follow, I will know how to follow. And most of us don't know how to follow because we don't know who to follow. Wow. Last week, and I'm only going to give you one verse on this one. We said point number one, that Jesus is our great example. So we are to pattern ourselves after our great example, which is who? Jesus. First John 2, 5 and 6. Let me show you something real quick. Mm. You okay? And, and, and watch this. Stop doing this. Stop allowing the devil to cause you to get into condemnation. Just, just, just make up your mind. Because my thing, if it's going to depress you so low that you can't even hold your head up. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be doing the nonsense in the first place. But if it's going to get you to the point of near death and wanting to kill yourself, stop doing it. Tell a man don't come over. Tell the girl I can't do it no more. It, it, it caused me to have suicidal thoughts every time I lay in the bed with you. I can't do it anymore. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is what? Perfected him. By this we know that we are in him how? Let me look at the New Living Translation. So, uh, same, same verse 6, 5 and 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as, how should we live? So who's our great example? Okay, uh, I, I showed you in Hebrews 4, 15, you don't have to go there, that he was tempted to all points just as we are, but yet without sin. So <clears throat> we, we have been delivered from the power of darkness, the power of sin as believers. Sin should no longer have dominion over you. That's found in Romans uh, chapter 6. Now, let me show you something. E Ephesians 5. Let me get verses 1 through 9. New Living Translation. Let me show you. Who is our great example? Who? Now, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church of Ephesus to strengthen, someone say strengthen believers in their Christian faith. Uh, no, you don't have to. No, you don't have to repeat that. But he's writing to encourage believers in their Christian faith. And he's explaining the nature and purpose of the church, which is Christ. We are the body of Christ. So, and he tells them or instructs them how we should live as a functioning body on earth, living as the body of Christ. We should live as examples. So, this particular epistle is more so a, an epistle of encouragement. Are you with me? He's, he's to let them know you are the body. You guys are Christ's representative in the earth. Live in such a way. Ready? Let's read. Imitate God, therefore, in. Oh, here, here we go. Imitate who? Because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of who's our great example. Now, watch this. 
if I don't know how Christ lived, how he walked, how can I possibly follow in his footsteps? And you just can't follow anybody who say, I'm a Christian. Not saying that they're not a Christian, but there are certain fruit we should be able to identify if you want me to follow you. As a matter of fact, I only follow you as you follow Christ. Again, if I don't know how Christ walked, why am I following? What did I tell you Wednesday night? Never follow anybody blindly. Are you here? Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us in what? Offered, uh, offered himself a, as a, for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let, therefore, excuse me, let, let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Suck. Now, now I'm, and I'm going to show you something else, because you're going to see a lot of words about, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Don't, don't, allow, don't let this cause you to get in condemnation. Because he's showing us manifestations or works, characteristics of that flesh. Are you here? 